0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Shalom and welcome to Practical Spirituality here at Asha Torah in the Old City of Jerusalem overlooking the Temple Mount. And please join the Yom Tov Media Club, YomTovMediaClub.com Please join the club, help get the word out. Now, um, today we're going to discuss the sacred feminine and what that means exactly. I know a lot of you are like, like for example, the women in this class think this is going to be all about women. Sorry. <laughs> I mean it's certainly we can certainly relate it to women but it's not really what we're discussing here um, what we're discussing is that um, and sorry about the background noise there's some uh, group of uh, highly rambunctious teenagers singing Kolo Olam Kulo everyone's singing in a different key <laughs> bouncing around at the Kotel which is right behind me I can show them they like to see this kind of stuff So, say hi guys Here's the Vehayikar people here. Vehayikar Lolefached Klal. Don't be afraid. And over there's like a thousand soldiers who are being sworn into the uh, the Israeli army. They actually get, I don't know if you can see it, but there's these racks. Sorry, it's hard to hold the camera still when it's uh, on Zoom. But there's you'll see there's racks of guns down there, and racks. There's racks of M16s and Bibles. And everyone gets an M16. And a Bible, which is, you know, pretty symbolic. And they should be blessed to actually study the Bible and not have to uh, use those guns. I'm trying to turn in a way that I don't catch these <laughs> girls here. Uh, let's try Away from the other place. No one needs to know any of these girls are ditching seminary. Didn't you didn't even start seminary, right? They haven't started yet, have they? A Sunday? Okay. <laughs> um, the world is created by an infinite being. This infinite being is absolutely one. Um, the problem is the world's not absolutely one. The world's made of multiplicity. You know, there's a lot of molecules in this water. There's a lot of molecules in the tables around us, in the in our skin. Our, you know, the, the air around us, like everything's made of stuff and a lot of it. So the physical world is made of what we'd call multiplicity. So we've got this oneness, creator, which is absolutely one, creating the multiple. It's, it's one becoming many. Okay, and, and how one becomes many is that it, it sends what's called, and I'm not going to go into this in any depth right now, but what, it's called, what it sends is ore or light. Sends light through a a prism of seven beams. <laughs> those seven beams are Chesgavort, Tiferes, Netzach, Hod, and Malchus. It sends a, it prisms out light through seven beams. Now those seven beams that it prisms through are um, the first six are called the masculine. That's the sacred masculine. The first six. And it's by no coincidence those six is the uh, your father would like this part is um, the, those first six are the um, are the letter Vav because Vav Aleph Bet Gimel Dalad Hey Vav and when you look at the letter Vav it's it connects heaven and earth you know if that's heaven if this is the spiritual and this is the physical down here. So the vav connects heaven to earth. You understand? It goes, connects heaven and earth. And it's, it's a connect, because what is a vav? A vav is a yud. It's just like an idea of a yud, as it starts, you know, with a yud here. Okay, and that's a yud. It's a yud that's just, you know, been implemented. It's an implemented idea. A vav is just a, a, an implemented yud. Is that clear? Yeah, that's what a vav is. So, the Vav equals six, and, the, and it's, it's telling you the secret of the sacred masculine, which is, which is the causal. The causal. It's that light being prismed through an entire system. Now, where it leads to, ultimately, is the sacred feminine, which is the seventh attribute. It's called Malchus, and that's the Zion, which is the seven. That's the seventh attribute. You also got the Yud here. Okay. the yud goes kind of like that, and, and then you got above here. So it leads to the Zion. Not a great Zion, but like that. <coughs> so the above leads to, that leads to the receiving of, of the energy flow from the masculine, meaning it's the causal. This is why God is referred to often in the masculine, because God's not the receiver of creation. The receiver means the feminine. And the causer is the ma- masculine. this by the way, is in all mystical traditions. this is hardly hardly a lack of an egalitarian politically correct class here that's not what we're doing here it's all mysticism in every single culture has the causal is the masculine and the receiver is the feminine. We as human beings when it comes to you know when it comes to egalitarian subjects, we as human beings embody both so for example, when I was shooting down the trail on my mountain bike today, that was a very masculine causal thing. I was asserting myself on the natural world and in a major way. And but there were times I stopped, not too many, but I'm a little ADHD, but there were times I stopped and just like received. Like I just took it in. You know, being out in the really beautiful places that I was out in and I just received and recognized the gift all around me and and I was in that receiving mode, which is the more feminine mode. So sometimes I'm in that mode. Sometimes my wife just gives, which is the masculine, and I just receive, which is the feminine. And sometimes I'm giving and she's receiving. And, and so we're always in these, in these modes, and which is kind of weird for us because you'd think when you're nurturing somebody you're in the feminine, but you're actually, if you're nurturing someone, you're really mystically more in the, more in the masculine mode right there. It's just that women have that masculine side of of co- being nurturing and caring better than men do. So it's interesting that females have a more masculine side on the, when it comes to caring for others. They will go out and cause all kinds of beautiful things towards other human beings, especially their own children, in ways that men just don't get as easily. We like to assert ourselves out there, you know, like we like, we like to do it, you know, we don't like domestic uh, assertion. We, when we come home, we want to be like held and cradled, you know, like take care of us, you know, we, when we, but, we, we, but our real challenge is the world at large. And we want to go assert ourselves out there and mark every lamppost we walk by and create more and more territory with our initials on it. You know, so, there was, so we express ourselves masculinely more outside the home, inside the home, where men are a little more on the feminine side, and women are a little more on the masculine side inside the home. But there's still, nevertheless, a lot of femininity going on because, because uh, in the traditional home where the man was out there, where it's dangerous because it's dangerous to make a living, today it's not because you just have to sit at the desk and push buttons. But historically... There, it was more dangerous out there, and and men were really the ones to go out and and you know and you know throw the anchor and reel it back in and try not to get caught up in the in the gears of it all and, and not lose it, you know, an arm or a leg you know while out you know fishing out there on the big fishing boats that people have been sending out for millennia and and so so but what he does in the end is he brings home something. And she receives what he brings home. And and then masculines it into something. So like, if she, she could receive just money, but she may also receive flour. and But she can take that flour and water and manipulate, which is back to the masculine, manipulate that into bread. And then give that bread, which is again masculine. And so it's interesting how much of women's lives are spent in the, in the asserting mode, in that masculine mode. It's very interesting, like that. Meanwhile, uh, oh, so, but all this tech, obviously, has shifted the professional roles to the point where, where like, tech's been very good for women in the workplace. It's, it's made it a less dangerous. It's less dangerous to make a living today. And women can enter that role without, you know, too much harm and uh and so the, the only harm in the end is on the children you know of the mother making the living is uh, you know the, the only harm is per, uh, peripheral it's not it's not like they're gonna lose a leg you know like running some like he- heavy machinery on a farm or something okay now the uh, anyway but the the feminine is the design, and the masculine is the is the buff and the vav is also the shape of that part of the masculine. The bris is the vav. That's the part your father would like, and the um, so the vav is the is the masculine, you know, the the bris, the the covenant, the circumcision part of the body, and and that's the sixth attribute, because the the other attributes are the right arm, the left arm, the the, the chest, and then the right leg, the left leg, and then the the private parts are the, is the, yisod is, yisod is the, is the, the vav the sixth of all the attributes. Now, our world is the receiver, though. Meaning, think about, look at the world around you. If you're watching this on, on computer or on your phone, just take a moment. and Everyone right now, take a moment and experience your environment. Just experience your environment. Really loud. You just experience your environment, you'll realize that the environment that you're in right now is all part of the sacred feminine. It's all the receiver. So, meaning all this causation of Genesis, of God creating the world right now, is landing into this room right now, or right? this, you know, that world you see outside the windows is you're in malchus you're inside it you're inside this receiving creation it's always receiving it, and it's always renewed in its receiving of the new input that god's creating from nothingness to somethingness because something, everything's being created perpetually something from nothing God is machadish, butubav He's at all times perpetually renewing creation, and we're inside that feminine right now. We're in, we're in it. So take a moment and be in it. Hmm. What's your name back there in the back? Olive? Yeah, Colin, I haven't seen you in a while. Colin, can you turn the AC on, please? I actually don't know how. Just, no, let him try. Let him be the man for a moment. Uh, Just hit the power button. Thank you so much. You did a great job. Yeah, it wasn't too complicated. You did excellently. Let him be the man. He's going to press that button. Anyway, so the unfolding of infinite into finite is, is ultimately, it is the sacred feminine because it's all receiving and the way you, and we can lock into that so easily by just being here right now. Like I've been teaching the class, so I've been asserting my, my brain on you right now. Like I've been in the asserting mode, but when I'm quiet, I'm not. And this is a good chance to get in touch with the sacred feminine, is the, which is mouthless, is to just be in touch. It's, it's true presence, like really to be present. All of life works this way. Like for example, we're counting the Omer, right? So every day of this, we have seven weeks, right? Here's the seven, you know, you got the six and then the seven. Every day is we're counting for seven weeks, seven days a week, which and this is the second week. We're in the fifth day of the second week and you know, that's a very specific thing. The second week is the attribute of Gavura, which means limitations in your life. Like making sure you have the right, you got your brakes on at the right times. You know, you're saying no when you should be saying no. And, then, and that you're, because your life, you need breaks. Like you can't. Live without breaks. I mean, there's—you got a job. There is compliance rules in every job, whether they've been stated or they're contractual or, or they're just implied in that workplace or that environment. There's rules there, and you don't follow those rules. There's going to be there's going to be repercussions, and that's this week. This week is all about where you apply the breaks, and everywhere you go, there's different breaks. You know. Even meeting somebody, you know, if I met, uh, I don't know, I am meeting this guy for the first time. Have I ever met you before? Yeah. Sorry, my bad. Yeah. What's your name? I haven't met, but I mean, i attended your... Uh, great. What's your name? Eisenberg. Mark Eisenberg. Oh, you're Mark, yeah. Good to see you. Long time. I haven't seen you in a few months. You were here like... Not a few months. More? Yeah. How long? Years. Years? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. I feel like you're here anyway mark if i meet you it would be a very different experience than meeting like that lady in the back over there what's your name Hoobie. what Shuvi. shovie covie a yeah meeting hoovie and meeting mark when it comes to the attribute of limitation it's gonna be very different he i might shake his hand no offense who not shaking yours You understand? Yeah, it doesn't matter how much, how. It wouldn't matter, literally, other than saving your life, I wouldn't touch you. No offense. But, like, I would save your life then. I actually, the first time I ever touched a woman was saving... First time I touched a woman that was not a permitted person to touch, because I don't know if everyone knows that you don't touch people of the opposite gender in Judaism. Not Orthodox Judaism, Judaism, okay? That's our tribal tradition Is touches is reserved for Really one spouse But you're allowed to touch obviously Immediate family um, And um, Anyway but, you, but to save a life You always save a life over every commandment Besides um, f- Four There's four commandments Where you, where you Die first One is uh, If someone said kill or be killed you should be killed if someone says obviously that's murder meaning murder or be killed uh, you should be killed another is uh serve this idol or be killed you should be killed and uh and the other is uh, uh have this illicit relationship sexually or be killed uh, women, there's a little more leniency because they can potentially be passive in the moment, and they don't have to necessarily get killed. But a man would definitely have to be killed, and the uh, he would have to take a bullet, then do it, and and then the last is um, the last is to um, in, the pre- in the let's just put it real simply to be to publicly desecrate any commandment, even a rabbinic one, like even the slightest thing, to to publicly, like in front of 10 others, to desecrate something, you're, it's better to get any law of Judaism publicly, to, it's better to take a bullet than do that. Now, why it is that, that we have to choose life over all other commandments is clear, because what good is being dead you know you know what good is dying like keep the commandments and and live in them so then why would you have these four that you have to die for and and the reason is is because if you had any idea what it meaning our souls on a journey down here and you want to keep like you want to hit the car wash as often as possible meaning you' you know you get a lot of flies on the windshield running around this place you know anyone been on a road trip knows your windshield collects collects dead insects you know and you you need to keep those wipers on you know in other words you got to be keeping the Torah (laughs) as much as you can to stay clean while you're down here and everyone of course loves the reset button of Yom Kippur that's that's an important day Um, it's not fair to Gentiles one might think but but Gentiles only have seven things they could they only have five negative commandments of the seven Noahide laws you know, oh, and by the way, we're we're starting a Noahide center in the old city of Jerusalem. So please, if anyone would like to get involved in that, let me know. An actual Gentile Noahide visitor center in the old city. Really exciting. And uh, yeah, so feel free to message me on that. Or send me a WhatsApp. I'll direct you to the, the, the director of that program. Anyway, um, so your soul's on a journey here. And it is going to get tarnished your soul is going to get messed up down here and therefore you want to clean it as often as possible but there are certain things that are not worth it wouldn't have been worth your coming down here for them meaning there are certain things that are so bad that your soul would be better off dead meaning not your soul your body be better off dead and your soul getting out of here without having done it you understand what i mean meaning mean, your soul's just on a journey down here, and most of the stuff you can do wrong. Okay, you know, like clean it off, get, do tshuva, get to a Yom Kippur service. You know, like figure out how to clean yourself off. Go to your local Orthodox rabbi and figure out how to f- heal yourself. The um, but there are certain things that are so bad that you're better off checking out than doing it. And those—that's what that list of four is. Um, anyway. Back to touching Hoovy is that uh, that it just ain't happening, you know. That that's a limitation, you know. Whereas Mark, no problem, have to shake his hand, and and that is what's called the second attribute, and that's what this week is all about: is is making sure your limitations are well in place, properly guarded, and and that you're you're you know you're in, you're in that zone. Now, today is the fifth day of this of the second week. Well, what is that day? In that, the fifth of these of these six is is the the attribute of focus. It's called hode, but it means staying focused. So, so in our case today is to like this was not a good day for me to start late. I, I was out of today's thing. I should have been more on it, but I, I really worked hard on it because I was very, very far away from Jerusalem. I was, very, I was very far away from my car. I was in the middle of the mountains on a mountain bike. But, the, but the staying focused on your limitations, meaning you can keep your limitations fairly vague as long as they're in place when needed. You know, I don't have to be thinking about it. You know, I know meeting you I'll relate one way and meeting you I'll meet and relate another way. So that's fine. I can stay vague with that. But, not, but today it's got to be a focus. Today is the day where you're really focusing in on your limitations. Because hod means being zeroed in. It's a, like a laser beam. You know, like light in general has the attribute of, of attribute number four, which is called netzach. Meaning if you shine a flashlight into the night, yeah, it's gonna, you'll see it for maybe a little bit. But it's going to diffuse into the night. It, but it keeps going. You just can't perceive it. Whereas a laser beam is a flashlight that stays focused in on itself. That's, that's this attribute. So that's why I said you need laser beam focus on your limitations. And this is the day to think about where you've been a little loose on your limitations. Where, have, where do you need to tighten up the bolts on your life? Like That's this week in general, but today is, is where, have, where do you get spacey where you should be actually on top of things. Like, where are you spacey when it comes to limitations? And, and tighten up the bolts on that. So let's all take a moment. I, I wanna do it myself. I'm afraid if I don't do it now, I'll forget. So let's all take a moment today, right now. And think about limitations that are appropriate that you've been a little spacey on. You've been, you've been not focusing in on those things for whatever your self-deceiving ways are, we all are full of self-deception. So, so I'm going to take a moment. You have a question before we do that? Can we Not right now. Let's first just do those two. So we're just going to do uh, focusing in on our limitation Meaning, Where do we got to tighten up the bolts? Hmm. Okay, I've got one for myself. Not going to share it necessarily, but but i got one for sure. Mm. It's an interesting week of parenting, because that's our job as parents. Because kids are like, gimme, 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 gimme. And our job is to, well, that would ruin you. You know, like, that's a great that would be cruel to give to a child when they want something. You know, like, it has to be appropriate, or you can really mess up a kid and ruin their adult life. You know, so you gotta be really careful of giving kid, children. You can give, but you gotta do it very calculated. And so, so this week is all about parenting. And today would be where we're you know today would be like where where we're not really dialed in where are you not dialed in with a kid because you've been over giving over giving children is just a disaster for that child I mean it kills their motivation later when they become teens so they feel they can't even get out of bed because they they've just never learned to to earn you have to learn to earn and, and You teach your kids earning, earning, so that they develop those muscles for themselves. Okay, Uh, that's um, anyway. but But the sacred feminine is is just being. It's just pure being and just being in your environment. And what I did was zeroed in on some of those, some of the prism of those six attributes. Okay, and what did you want? You wanted more of a list of those, uh, the various attributes? Okay. So the first one is, is the, that's the giving, that's the flow. So like, that's just flowing, giving, chesed. It means just to flow and give and just spoil everybody. and Just be totally destructive. Chesed is just be as, be so benevolent that you're like, you're left a shmata. You're left a shmata, and whoever you spoiled is, is they're, they're, they they're going to wind up, their personality is going to be damaged in the process. Um, today's the second day, second week, so it's all about limitation. And the third week is is called Tiferes. That's going to start on Sunday or Saturday night, and that's a really special week. That week is like, yeah. Well, it's 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 really being hyper aware. Tiferes is being hyper aware of how you are interacting with everybody, hyper aware of your interactions with the world around you, so that you really have. The, chesed, the the limitation of the flow, perfect. Like making sure your limitation and flow is perfect. That'll be starting Saturday night. So we'll have like a whole week of hyper analytics on um, how we interact with the world to make sure limitation and flow are, are really set up properly. So, like, for example, this week's Shabbos table, I'll be at the Shabbos table and, um, you know, I may be careful to make sure one kid doesn't steal the show at the table. Um, I'll be limiting kids on that level, you know, just to make sure everyone's feeling safe at the table. Some kids dominate more than others. So I'll be I'll be the great limiter at the Shabbos table. Whereas next week Next week I'll be Kind of uh, Orchestrating More from above And just uh, Maybe focusing a little more How I'm interacting With everyone Make sure that I'm flowing love properly But I But it's not like You know Overdone anywhere And it's not underdone It's really hyper Analytics On flow and limitation And Um uh, this also has to do with our diet Like for this week For example, you want to be Like eating You should be eating like a bird this week You know, this is not burger week You know, this is not This is not like giant burrito week You know, and it's not Junk food week This is like This is the week where your diet Would be like super healthy and clean like You should be eating like Like sesame seeds or, Did I say sesame seeds? sorry. I didn't know what I was thinking of it. At the time, but, but uh, it was not sesame seeds. It was um, what do you call those seeds? Chia seeds, <laughs> chia seeds would be a good example. Yeah, there's like chia seed week. Yeah, it's super limiting on our, you want to be like eating like just the most healthy, natural, as close to its original form, how God made it certainly not anything fried or nothing late at night, nothing heavy, you know, and, and really watching, you know, you want, you want eat protein, but when are you going to eat it? And what are you going to mix it with? And like, this is all the limit week. So you want to be super limited in your intake in a way that's, uh, you know, like pretty harsh on yourself. There's a good week to be hard on yourself dietarily. And then, uh, But next week would be like really balanced, balanced eating Because there you're going to want to eat well and But, you know, with the, with the limitations intact But proper eating But it's in everything we do, really everything <sighs> uh, So like financially, this wouldn't be a very expansive week um, This would be a, more a hold back week Last week would have been a good week for investments and stuff. It's like, just like, let, let the dice roll. You know, like, make it happen. This week's more like, careful, be careful. And, um, anyway, so then the fourth attribute is the, uh, which will be in two weeks, is, is, uh, is the, that's Netzach. And that has to do with That has to do with perseverance. So it's just being really consistent about your life. So the first day of it is chesed of perseverance. The first day will be like, are you, you know, are you, are you moving on the stuff you committed to? Like, are you really, are you in and are you invested in there? And are you putting in, putting up something there? Like, you know, that's, that's the first day that would be chesed of Netzach and so on the next day would be limitation of Netzach is, is uh, you know whatever gets in the way of you being consistent like making sure that's not in your life the things that are messing up your consistency are going to be pushed out on the second day of Netzach etc you just keep going through them and anyway but Netzach um, today today is Hod Shabbat yeah so whatever we did, we did that and and uh, and then the following week the sixth week will be will be Yisod and Yisod is 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 really all about others like Yisod's not about you at all it's it's really about the others and and so. You know, like, if if I were going to tell you guys a story to get across a point, to be truly in your sowed, I would, like, tell a story that's so perfect for you all, that literally every one of you, and you're all from pretty different walks of life, each one of you would receive the lesson from that story. But if I were in a room full of six-year-olds, and I was kind of substituting for a six-year-old, you know, teacher... I tell a totally different story. The same, I would want the same lesson to happen, but it would be a totally different story. That's all, this is all what's called You Yesod is about the other. And, and here I'm like, I am trying to interface in an effective way. So with you, it would be one story. In a, in a school of six-year-olds, it would be a totally different story because it's about the other and how I interface Effectively with the, with other people, that's the that's the sixth attribute. Is it's it's your um, the sixth attribute is your interface with others, and so therefore you're that's going to be a week of hyper, you know, hyper uh, uh, awareness of who you're involved with in your life. So the first day would be like, who have I, who should I have called that I haven't called? You know, like that would be the first day because that's flow. That, who should I be in touch with that I'm just not being in touch with? And it's probably getting hurt and is developing a whole dramatic narrative about my not calling. And so who do I got to call? That's be the first day of it. And then the the second day is who am I step who am I walking all over that I've got to limit it that's limitation on, on, my interface like who do I step on, where are my stepping stones and and wh- how can I tread lightly on people that I that, that I'm kind of bulldozing in life you know, and and be careful those uh, not to do that to people it could be. You have a, it could be one of your parents, you bulldoze them. And so you wouldn't want to do that ever, but certainly not on the second day of the sixth week. That's, that's the interface. And that's why uh, Jerusalem is the, the foundation stone of Jerusalem, underneath the gold dome. It's called the Evan Shasia or Evan Shetia. That That is the, found, that is the interface. That is the USB cable interface. It's the wormhole of the spiritual and the physical, is right there. And what's very interesting is that it was, it was under Muslim rule until 1967, and God chose on the sixth week, meaning a couple of weeks from now, on the sixth week, sorry, on the sixth day of the sixth week, meaning interface within interface, like the hyper aware of interface, on the interface of interface, and on the physical world, that thing called Yisod-Shabi-Yisod is the Evan It's under the gold dome. That, in the physical world, shows up geographically right there. And in 1967, on the sixth day of the sixth week of this count, this cosmic count through, this, through these Kabbalistic things, is uh, Kabbalistic beams that are prismed into reality... On that day was the six-day war. So the sixth day of the sixth week was a six-day war, six being interface. And amazingly, we like have this miraculous war where like no Israelis are killed, yet we defeat all of the enemies who are attacking at once. Meaning, we got word that we were, they were all, I mean, Israel gets word very early compared to most countries, that that day we were going to be attacked. And we managed to wipe out uh, air forces. There weren't a lot of people killed on their side either. It was just, it was going to be an air attack, and we basically wiped out their air forces of all all these different countries. Uh, Plus, you know, there was some other warfare too, but the main thing was the air forces and... And they were all crippled by that, and the uh, the local Arabs ran for their lives, and we got we got Jerusalem back. Even where this class is taking place was no Jews lived here. I mean, you, there was certainly no yeshiva, there was no Ashetar. You know, you, the other side of Jaffa Gate was where Western Jerusalem took place. This was this is on the other side of the, the pre-67 borders, which every millennial would love to see. You know, they'd love to see us lose the Western Wall and and the Jewish quarter of the old city. I mean, half the Arab quarter was Jewish quarter, too. You can go through the Arab quarter, you'll see actual mezuzah holes on the doorposts. In the stones, you can see mezuzah holes. But the millennials would love to see us out of here, you know, as they, they prefer there. They prefer... They liked it when Jordanians ruled here. You know. And the... Anyway, that's what took place on that day. And really, really, that was kind of a big opportunity for the Jewish people. It was a major opening spiritually for the Jewish people. Like That was the day that that we could have begun the process towards a messianic era and the rebuilding of the temple. But the leadership of Israel were... You know, like people who were very Western and very not into such a messianic narrative, and and they just invited all the Arabs back. I Meaning, the place was empty. It was like choose an apartment and live in it. And the uh, it was, the reason they did that was, and not that the Jews were going to do anything to any of these people, it was just that they they know historically that when someone has a, meaning in Arab history, when someone has a victory, they slaughter the enemies everywhere. And so they just figured we we're going to slaughter them all because they had been under Indian rule. And if Jordan's out, if Jordan's out of Israel, pushed to the, you know, the other side of the Jordan River, if Jordan's out of Israel, then I guess we're all going to die. And so they ran for their lives. They didn't know who they were dealing with. They are dealing with Western Israelis, which is a total oxymoron. But the government of Israel was Westerners. And they were like, no, no, come back, come back to your homes, you know, like, and the boy, I mean, that's just soon after that began modern day terrorism that, you know, everything from the World Trade Center to everything that's been blown up in the last whatever years was all started by a Nobel Peace Prize winning Yasser Arafat who championed their cause and started what today is called modern day terrorism all the planes that have blown up everything that's everything that's turned our world into a world of distrust came off of those bleeding heart liberal you know western westernized jewish <laughs> jewish leaders who um and and we've been paying that price, and the world has paid that price, ever since. Ever since that's that, that's the price. Number seven is this env- is the final receiving, and that's this environment. We already did a meditation on that one. Uh, that's the sacred feminine. That's the receiver. That's that's our physical world here, which is uh, where you just get present and you. And you're in this world. So when when it comes to, like, for example, Shabbos, which will be the seventh day of limitation, so there your job isn't to be active anymore. Your job is just to freak out, like go to the beach and freak out on how the seashore, all that water just gets stopped by the shore. And I'm like, wow. You know, like the, the just the, the, how this how this water is limited by this cup. It's a, just marvel at at the rain. I mean, it won't be raining. I mean, God can do anything, but how rain, you know, we need rain, but we would drown. So what does God do? He makes little packages called raindrops. Little packaged rain, which is this week. It's about limitation. So we need the rain, which is flow, but we need it packaged in a way that doesn't destroy us. And so that's that's... Gevuras keshamim is is the that's why it's called gevuras because it's a little packaged rain, limited drops of rain. So Shabbos will be about just experiencing it all. Shalom, everybody. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.